Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we are discussing the 1982 film, The Thing, by John Carpenter. We're also going to discuss, as it is Halloween time and it's horror month here at Dudes on Movies, we're going to talk about movies and scenes that really aren't specifically horror, but they're still scary. Right. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, though, let's talk about what we've been watching. So, Dave, what have you been watching? Well, um, I had been a big fan of of uh, Todd Solondz, um, uh, director Todd Solondz. Not familiar with him. Okay, well, he did a movie called Happiness that... Um, I've heard of that. Yes, that, that I am proposing when we are programming the rest of our episodes, we will have to do an episode on happiness. We uh, can squeeze it in. Yes. We'll knock out the rest of the Pauly Shore movies and we'll put that in. Well, of course. <laughs> okay. You know, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, but I've been, like, ever since I saw Happiness, I've always wanted to see his other stuff. And I finally saw the sequel to Happiness that was made with a completely different cast 11 years later. Um, it was called uh, The War at Home. Um, okay. And it's uh, it's not as good as Happiness, unfortunately. Uh, much less good, I have to say. Oh, much less good. Yes. Uh, but it does have some interesting things in it, and it was, it was just cool to pick up with those characters that I'd been familiar with. And, um, you know, th- th- that part of it, like the novelty of it was there, but the actual... Uh, you know, and I, I, you know, here, here's here's how bad this movie is. I don't even know if the war at home is the actual title. Now that okay. I'm thinking okay. about it, <laughs> it's it, <laughs> you know, I think it might be called Life During Wartime. Okay, uh, either either it's one of those two, but but it's so unmemorable and so like un Todd Salons okay. and, that I I just can't even you know like get down with it. But yeah, that's what I watched and it wasn't so great. Yeah, so it sounds like you're not going to recommend to check out the sequel to no, Happiness. No, no, just watch just, just watch Happiness okay. with, with its original cast <laughs> full of amazing actors and you know and the, the actors that are in this this sequel are also very good and very recognizable. Everybody knows them, Allison Janney and uh, Kieran Hines and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, it's it's not a good movie. So. Okay, all right. Uh, what I've been watching is Argo. I, Argo, uh, all I right. finally got around to checking that out, and um, I, I think I thought it was a pretty solid movie. Yeah. It was pretty good, um, and I love how it's based on a real event yep. that happened, a real secret mission that the CIA put on. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few problems with the ending and some of the contrived filmmaking aspects of building all this false tension at the airport and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, waiting for... Herbert Hoover's, I don't know who the president was. <laughs> I forgot. I watched this while It was ago. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Yeah, he has to fax them permission yeah. to get the tickets, and like it instantly happens. Yeah. It's kind of bullshit. Right. It was a nice, good film there, and uh, definitely I can see why everyone's patting Ben Affleck on the back there. Yeah. Was that his first foray into in the directing chair? Uh, well, no, he had directed a couple films before okay. that. Um, he had done The Town before oh, that. Oh, that's right. The Town came before yeah. that. But, he's, um, uh, he's a good director. Yeah, I can. Yeah, he definitely has some chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Argo it was a good movie. Glad I saw it. The the one co- the, the the cool thing about Argo that I that I still that I really liked when when we got back from seeing that in the theater, uh, myself and and my uh, my soon to be wife, um, we I, when John Goodman is introduced in the movie he says yeah I'm John Chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I was kind of like okay file that away for three hours from now. Because uh, I gotta, I gotta show, I gotta show Debbie something, you know. Um, so when we got home, I popped in the making of Planet of the Apes DVD that I have, and um, the original, yeah, the original uh, series. And I fast forwarded to like you know track like whatever the fortieth minute, and Roddy McDowell is narrating it. And he says uh, they needed a makeup artist who could work quickly. His name was John Chambers, and yep. I was like, oh, and I, I, I'm like, I like look turned to Debbie. I was like waiting for her to react, and she was like, what? <laughs> I said, that's the guy we just watched in the movie. She's like, okay. And yep. I said, well, yeah, okay, so here's this guy. And they interviewed John Chambers, and it was like, it was still probably 10 years before this whole thing became declassified. Right. So he's sitting there giving this interview about the makeup job he did on Planet of the Apes, and he had been a spy. Yep. And, and that's that's in the film. That's yes. how he gets the idea to use John Chambers yes. to help him exactly. get these hostages. That's right. So, yeah, that's what we've been watching. I also watched uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3 of course. due to Back to the Future Day. So, yes. uh, still love those movies. They're still pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, let's move into our topic. We're going to talk about some movies and scenes that uh, are a little unsettling to us. Mm-hmm. Not specifically 
in a horror film or anything. Right. Um, Dave, you have a, a something here? Yeah, I have a pretty recent example. Okay. Um, it, it'll be the second time we've mentioned Mads Mikkelsen on this show, which is which is weird. But I mean, um, you know, he he's a great actor, and Hannibal was a tremendous show. Uh-huh. It's unfortunately being canceled because uh, not enough people are watching it. That's true. Um, but uh, in the first season, there's a there's a scene where he is committing one of his murders, and uh, there's a, a female patient at this hospital he's doing the murder at who has trouble with facial recognition. Okay. She can't see people's faces. Just can't pick them up. And th- and we're told throughout the episode that she has this affliction. But when she walks in and sees Hannibal uh like taking this guy apart, like cutting him up, Hannibal turns to the camera and doesn't have a face. Oh, okay. Um it's it's kind of like when when you is just it like blurred or is it it's just like he has no nose, no no eyes, no mouth. It's just like Caucasian skin. Um, okay. and it's like, I remember when I, when I saw it, I just, I mean, I'm looking at your face right now and you're kind of going, uh, you know, like, <laughs> and it's, it, it's that same feeling of just like that, uh, like, like something is way, way off about me seeing this person walk around right. with, with a hair and skin and he's living and he doesn't have any features. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really freaked me out. And I was completely, this was a year ago. I was a full grown adult and I was kind of <laughs> right. like, like, like just shrinking away from the TV screen. Um, and so, yeah, that was one of them. One thing that I wrote down here was it's in Goodfellas, the oh. scene where Ray Liotta pistol whips that guy in the face. <laughs> yeah, of course, right. Something about that scene just disturbed me. Yeah, uh, deep inside, and right. I can't even think about that. Mm. I, I don't really close my eyes at movies, but right. this scene, I almost, do, I almost do it every time I watch this movie. I, I just, it's, it's disturbing. I know the way he does this. It is. What does he hit him like twelve times? I think he busts him like a dozen times yeah. right in the face with the yeah. pit. and it's this long, steady cam shot yeah. that doesn't cut. Nope. And he's really wailing on him. I know. So, uh, whoever this stunt man is who's getting hit in the face. Oh or, my god! <laughs> I, I can't believe this. This is absurd. And how did? And I remember the first time I saw it, going, "How is he living through this beating?" Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because like you said, it he 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 just wails on him for a good thirty seconds. And and those other those other like like kind of uh, country club jackasses who are with him are, are just standing back mm-hmm. like kind of like not even not even trying to to to, to help out or I mean of course they're they're probably scared out of their probably scared shitless because yeah. they never yeah. seen anything like this but yeah uh, yeah I hadn't thought about that but yeah that's a tough scene to watch yeah that's definitely one on my list right uh, do you have another one uh, yeah the uh, there's a couple scenes um, Malcolm McDowell in the early 70s and late 60s and early 70s he, he had made a career on uh, being in both you know Clockwork Orange right. of course and then uh, Lindsay Anderson's films uh, If and Oh Lucky Man which uh, I thought was the best movie of the 1970s was Oh Lucky Man okay there's a scene in that movie uh, we we talked about it on our old podcast yeah. Uh, one time we were talking about like greatest movie deaths. Okay. Um, and I remember telling you about it and, uh, our friend Jim about it and it, it kind of like, like stopped the show, uh, because <laughs> I think I remember this. Yeah. You I guys didn't this. really know how to react cause you were just kind of like, well, all right. Uh, that, that sounds disgusting. And you know, <laughs> but a guy like, like Mick, uh, Malcolm McDowell's character is like in this weird hospital and he goes into one of the rooms to hide from these crooked doctors. And there's a guy who's covered up under a blanket yep. and he looks like he's shaking and he's kind of uncomfortable. I remember this now. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Malcolm pulls the sheet back and the guy has a sheep's body. Uh, like he's a giant sheep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's just chilling. Okay, <laughs> it's it's so it's so gross and unnatural. I mean, oh my god. You have to give props to the special effects for Absolutely. that Absolutely. Which that's very appropriate for the movie we're going to discuss today. Yes. Like, 100%, right? Um Oh my god, yeah. I mean, cuz and it's it's all on the guy's face. He he's just he's just like he's looking up in in a desk. His eyes are are like mm-hmm. darting back and forth. He's really desperate and he's like struggling to live. And yeah. it's it's just it's just so disturbing. You mentioning this reminds me of something. It's it's from Alien Resurrection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, sorry to bring that movie up, but uh, there's a scene where Ripley finds the like seven other failed clone attempts of her. Oh. And uh, 
the, the last like number seven before you know they cloned the eighth one, which uh-huh. is, uh, is something kind of like that. And all this horribly <laughs> thing, and it's just going <gasps> like with these malformed hands and stuff. Right, oh, it's, right. It's pretty disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean anything anything like that 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 that's I guess with with like uh something that 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 is almost human but is um yep. is is got some kind of uh like misshapen uh physique to it that that, that is not e- either not right. human at all or like what you said about the alien resurrection thing. I mean, good lord. Yeah. There was a there's a scene also in Invasion of the in the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers where a, ma- a dog has a man's face. Oh, yeah. And it comes running up to the camera and it is just like God, it, it'll it'll make you throw up just to look at it. You know, <laughs> it's so gross, disgusting. <laughs> um, some I wrote down one more that really disturbed me. It's in American History X, the oh. curb stomp. Oh yeah, uh, you can't get that out of your mind. Like, no, that's terrible. I don't really like that movie. Okay, uh, it was all right. I'm never going to watch it again. No, uh, it's not one where you can go sit down. Hey, you guys want to come over and <laughs> watch American History X? <laughs> No, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> one time's enough. That scene, that whole movie is pretty, you know, bone chilling. Oh yeah, think yeah. about it. But, I know uh, that that scene is just you hear the teeth. Yes, clank on the curb. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. And I don't. God. I mean, like they, they, you know, like it's not a close up of anything, but like they just show it from kind of afar. But you see the the boot come down on mm-hmm. the guy's head, and then. After it's over in the background, you see the head like kind of separated from the neck, um, yeah, just laying there. It, and it's it, it's like that th- that particular act of curb stomping. Yeah. Um. Whoever made it up was a depraved son of a bitch. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Someone yeah. who who has no like just just and 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 that it caught on and that and that people do it to. I mean, I, I oh god, I you know who the hell knows the idea of like dying that way. It yeah. Just, it just makes me ill. Oh my god. I know. Or surviving that. Or sur- just, you're right. God. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, oh god. I know. I know. Ugh. Bone chilling. <laughs> yep. I just shivered. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have any more you want to discuss now? Uh, well, I mean, okay. I, I guess I, there, there's been there's been so many, but yeah. like the ones that come to mind were just the ones that we talked about here, right. and and I mean like like the I mean I, I guess I guess we could kind of just um yeah the, the 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 only other one that I can think of was when I was a kid, and and this is actually kind of a stupid one because it doesn't affect me now, but um I uh, when I watched uh, Boys in the Hood when uh-huh. I, when I was 13 years old yeah. Um, whenever, whenever Ricky gets shot in the alley and like, he's, he's like yeah. running toward the camera. Um, yeah. And I guess it isn't stupid. It, it it's, had the it's same effect effective. on me as a yeah, kid. Yeah, exactly. And, and he like the, 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 the two holes go through him from the back and he's just kind of like, like, like It seems like teetering. such a real portrayal yeah. of, of what would happen if you were getting shot like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. It's right. just the way it looks. Yes. Yes. It's just wrong. And then they have to like like deal with that body for the next ten minutes. Oh yeah, and you know they're covered in blood. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. in the mom's couch is right. all bloody. Right, right. Ooh. Everybody's screaming, and you know, yeah, it, that, that's it, that's a really wow. That's a great movie. That movie is that is a great film. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one didn't bother me much, but uh, it's it's definitely got to be mentioned as an honorable mention. Uh, in Deliverance, Squeal Piggy. <laughs> right, of De- course. That's definitely disturbing. <laughs> oh my god. Um, it's not a horror film whatsoever. Yeah. It's just something like that. That is, whew. I mean, at one point, one of the hillbillies is like, like the, the, the one guy's holding Ned Beatty's arms behind his back and oh, the other one yeah. is like caressing his chest and like grabbing his nips yeah. and stuff and just kind of like, you know, it's, it's like, it's really gross. Yep. Um, and, and that became like a, a total, uh, like suburban, uh, person's fear for many years after that. I mean, like yeah. nobody was going to go to the, to the hills. <laughs> right. and get, Nobody's you know, going to Appalachia. No, no, exactly. <laughs> oh, Nobody's tre- treading there to get, Whew. to get, you know, jacked by hillbilly rapists. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned Clockwork Orange when, um, he's singing sunshine or singing, singing in, the in the rain. Yep. That, that whole scene kind of blew me away. Uh, when I first saw that, some it's people very disturbing. Some people won't watch it, and they because yeah. they, they've heard about that scene. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty. I knew it was there, and yep. I I still knew what was going to happen, and still mm-hmm. just 
fucked me up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. E- even like the little touches, like when he, you know, like when he stops and I'm singing and then he, he like slaps the shit out of the, out of the woman. Yeah. And then he kicks the, 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 the guy on the ground, you know, it's, it's, and he uh, cuts her like, like yep. breasts yep. out of her shirt. Yep. Before like, t- exactly. Yeah, but, it's like, yeah. I know who would do this. This is, He's a depraved... Yeah, this uh, guy's messed up. Yeah. Someone better uh, change the way his mind works because this guy's <laughs> exactly. fucked up, you know? Somebody better, <laughs> somebody better open up his eyelids and, right, and show him right, violent yeah. films, you know? Exactly. Um, I think that's a good spot to call it here. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back, and we're going to review uh, 1982's John Carpenter's The Thing. Stick around. Back to Dudes on Movies. It is time for the final review of October 2015, The Thing, from 1982. Dave, why don't you give us a synopsis? Okay. Uh, well, the synopsis of this movie, um, there is uh, an alien entity, an ancient alien entity that is loose um, in a... Uh, like a, an outlet, a scientific uh, expedition outlet in Antarctica. Uh, there's a very small crew of about, you know, uh, eight or ten guys, and they uh, they don't know it's around. It's brought into their camp by uh, a Malamute who is being chased by a couple of Norwegians who have just escaped this entity. Uh, and what the entity does is it actually it, it replicates w- organisms that are around and um, infiltrates and then destroys them, and uh, it can hop from organism to organism and um it just destroys you from the inside out and uh as as they discover it paranoia sets in right it's it's a a shapeshifter yes uh so it it copies you yes it it kills you and copies you correct so nobody knows Mm -hmm. if you're really you that's right and that's pretty much what this movie is yes everyone is afraid that somebody else is a pod and it's one of the greatest psychological horror movies ever made. It, it's it's yeah. it, you know it and it's it's been noted in every annal and rightly so. And we're talking about it today. We've both seen it multiple times, and yep. we're gonna probably be gushing about this. I'm one. surprised I don't own this one. I'm surprised about uh, it myself. I had to yeah. go rent it, mm-hmm. and uh, I watched it. Right. There was an hour and a half documentary on the making of it. Yes. And then there was a, a commentary. With John Carpenter and Kurt Russell on it. I didn't get to listen to the commentary. jeez, like, this is one of the best commentaries I've ever heard. Shit, man. You, you know why? It's because they're into it. Right. Have you ever listened to those commentaries of where course. The, the people are just yes, bored to yes, be there? Yes, I can't like, stand that shit. John Carpenter, you can hear him lighting smokes. He's joking with Kurt Russell. <laughs> right. they're, he, every every frame, he's talking about it. Awesome. The whole time, man. Awesome. Like, and you know he loved making this movie. Right. Okay, so this movie, the main thing about it is, like, you just have this sense of paranoia throughout the whole thing. Yep. Because you don't know who is who. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And as the movie goes along, people get revealed. Right. They get killed. Right. People show up dead. Things like that. And ultimately, it's it's very claustrophobic. Yep. You're in Antarctica in the wintertime. In the wilderness, right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, in the wilds of the South Pole. They have no communications. Right. They're cut off. Right. I mean... Not because of the thing, but just because they're in fucking Antarctica, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And ultimately, they're trying to figure out who it is. Yes. And and that's what the movie comes down to. Right. Mm -hmm. And... You know, you mentioned claustrophobia. Uh, like, I, it kind of it kind of goes in with like the theme of this month. Uh, we had something like a little off brand with the stuff, which which just just doesn't fit. Right. But uh, <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. Precisely. <laughs> but the other movies we've done, both the Babadook and um, House of the Devil. House of the Devil. 
uh, were also, uh, it, it must have been a thing that, that we unconsciously just picked movies in which um, something takes place in a small space um, where everyone's scared, which is what this is. Yeah, I think everyone kind of has an inherent fear of yes. uh, being trapped. Yes. And in this movie in particular, just picturing yourself in that situation, not wanting to go to sleep and not wanting to, and, and like not even realizing if you're the one, even up until it kills you and takes you apart. Like, yeah, you, you're, you're, uh, and, and even, even toward, like spoiler alert, toward the end where they, where they, they realize that, that they're probably not getting out of this alive. Oh yeah. Um, and that they, it's up to them to save the human race and the human race will never know that they were saved right, by because these if men. This thing gets out of this Antarctic base. It's yep. going to get back to society yep. and assimilate everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the thing cuts the power at the end, uh-huh. and then the three of them left say, well, we're not going to last long now. Let's blow up the whole base. That's right. Just destroy it. That's right. And, uh, man, it's quite something. <laughs> right. Um, the the effects in this movie. Yes. Um, yes. They We always talk about whether or not effects hold up over time, and I, I, I think that this movie, along with maybe Alien... And probably the original Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. make such a case for practical effects. Definitely. That, I mean, it, it's like e- e- even when you do notice things that that, that maybe uh, look a little bit artificial, it's it's so it, they, they cut away so quickly. They so knew what they were doing. It never takes you out of the story. Right. They they light these effects yes. properly. Mm-hmm. They edit around them properly. Right. I mean. They, they got all the coverage they need on film yes. that they can just piece it together however they need to mm-hmm. to make it look and feel real. Yes. And they do a great job at this. I mean, and it's and it's every effect. It, every one of it's seamless. And, and these effects are phenomenal. These are some of the best creature effects I've ever seen. Yep. Definitely. Right. And I want to give credit to the effects guy, Rob Bottine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knocked it out of the park with this stuff. Totally. Uh, John Carpenter just said... Go ahead, do whatever you want to do. Right, just do it. Right, and he designed all these things. Right, uh, John Carpenter didn't come up with them. Rob Bottin came up with them. Yep, and this guy's imagination is just fucking wacko. <laughs> it is. Like, I know. Cause, wow. Because these are these are not creatures that it came off of a shelf somewhere. This is like um, stuff that you haven't seen before. Um, mm-hmm. And and par- and he was able to like integrate the story into the effects as far as like the the. You'll see like the 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 remnants of of the person's face uh-huh. um, in the creature's like thorax, yeah. uh, and and that is that goes into what we were talking about before about about just 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 things that you look at that you know that that, that bring you into like they're, some kind of state just of not unease. Right, right yeah. exactly. That's something that just really you know. These are some really nasty, gross, bloody, disgusting disgusting effects yes they like, are if you have a weak stomach oh man you will hurl i know i uh, know you think you know the alien busting out of the chest in you know 1978 <laughs> right. was bad right like this is some nasty stuff right and it is glorious man it, oh, it, it really is amazing is. it is i mean like if you know like like true body horror yeah um number one because of like we said before when, when you don't even know it's coming uh-huh. um and uh like like not knowing you have the worst disease in the world right, right. <laughs> until it overtakes you you know oh you got the thing stay away from me <laughs> right, <man>. exactly <laughs> he's got the thing everybody <laughs> right <laughs> having a letter come home with you as a kid right. you know your child has been exposed to the thing virus i mean yeah uh, you don't want that right and um this was in 1982 when it came out and this was like right around when aids started to come around too. It was. so like i can imagine audiences then thinking mm-hmm. god there's this virus going around you don't know who has it like, yep yep this is hitting home a little too close man and i i don't i'm gonna know. go see et instead like uh, yeah just, yeah i, can't I mean exactly and I, I mean i i think that people who were who were like you know kind of following the news i'm, sh- I'm sure that's the first thing they thought of and um, I, I don't even know i don't know if the filmmakers were even aware of what they were like 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 portraying up there that that that, that this this like kind of unfortunately is a metaphor for contagions of all kinds yeah but um but strictly in 1982 when aids first hit america i mean this was uh you know this must have really you know got under people's you know 
oh god oh that's, yeah definitely that's, you know and um some some of my favorite effects here. Mm-hmm. Also, Stan Winston did a little work on one of the creatures. The dog he did creature. the Malamute that came. Yeah, yep. exactly. And this, as a child, this scene disturbed me. I could have thrown this on the list there. Yeah, uh, the dog gets put into the cage with the other non-thing dogs. Yes, and it starts thinging out. You know, <laughs> its head. This it just it happens very abruptly. Yeah. It doesn't give you a second to get ready. Nope. It like opens like from four directions. Right from its muzzle and then the skull like collapses and there's a giant tongue like hanging out like, yeah this is disgusting yeah uh very disturbing and then it starts having these tendrils come out right and with this weird like yes like sounds and yeah. stuff <laughs> and it's grabbing the other dogs and crushing them and right. absorbing them right it's it's quite something i and know it, until it finally forms into this giant mass of flesh and bone and just goo and still some dog and still dog right like stan winston was under the sound stage with his hand up in this neck it's like a almost a giraffe style okay yeah neck right right with uh-huh. the dog head on the end oh my like, god ah uh, i know and then like its body like protrudes like two giant clawed arms <laughs> and like the chest opens in this venus fly trap of yep. like teeth comes like yep. it's Yep. This is messed up stuff, man. I know. It's 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 a weird it's it's this it's a, a very strange creature that, that is like that that almost looks like um some kind of parasite under a microscope, you know, right. that, that that's been that, that, you know, that's life size and uh like and and like like I said earlier, that this is not, you know, uh stuff that was just on you know Stan Winston's shelf. I mean, like no. this, this is this is real. Like this is totally totally original stuff that 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 uh, Rob Bowden came up with. Yeah, and uh, Rob Bowden's the my favorite is probably the head crab. Do you know what I'm talking about? The head. The, cra- the head grows crabs legs. Oh, and when he oh, walking across oh, the oh god, I don't, man. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, I had, oh shit. Yeah. You had blocked it from your mind. I, I completely, because, because like he's trying to get away. Yeah. Like he's already been like flamethrowed. Oh, and it's a great line too. Cause then what, I don't, I forget the actor. Uh, and I'm not sure on the character's name. He turns around and says, you gotta, gotta be, be fucking, fucking kidding, kidding me. Yeah, just, <laughs> oh my. Yeah. It's the exact reaction. That's after you have. Norris's chest opens right. up and. They're trying to resuscitate him with, yeah. you know, um, what is it called? The, the, the you know, uh, the, CPR, like they're giving the CPR him, uh, thing. yeah, yeah, the, the clear, right. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as he goes down to do it, the chest opens and the teeth and he bites the arms off. The guy. I know. <laughs> and then they torch that, but then the head like stretches off the yes. body yes. and uses its own tongue to yes. pull itself away. And then it sprouts crab legs and like two tentacle eyeball things god damn it and the head is upside down (laughs) yeah oh Oh, that's a great touch (laughs) yeah i mean holy crap and and they must have just like like yeah i I wonder if they built it wrong and went hey that's really fucking scary look at that look oh no i'm sure let's shoot uh, it you know i'm sure when like john carpenter saw that (laughs) he probably said you gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> and then, then they're like, Bill Lancaster's like, let's put that in exactly. In oh yeah, right exactly. Now. That's a line. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let the, the rest of the crew here. Let's give them some props. Yeah, not just Rob Bottin, but um, uh, let's let's get into Dean Cundy here, mm-hmm. the DOP, director of photography. He right. knocks this one out of the park. The way he, just the slow movements, the the way he has the cameras set up to cover all this stuff and the lighting and everything mm-hmm. just all goes so well together. Yep. It's, it's something remarkable actually. Uh, these are like, and the, the exteriors are, are, uh, almost like sort of like painterly, you know, um, when, when you just like that, that, that opening, I, I, I think, I think that dog is the first thing we see. That is, it opens up on the tundra there with right. the dog running. Um, and, and the dog just running against that, that expanse of snow, um, and the hell and the chopper, you know, like yeah, chasing, chasing it, it. Sh- sh- trying to shoot it. That is that that is so well done and so su- such a great establishing uh, shot for for the whole rest of the movie because um, it's almost like like they're 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 showing you this. Uh, it's almost like you're going to be watching some kind of like seventy millimeter, you know, nature documentary mm-hmm. uh, from PBS, and then like that goes away. Yeah, and yet 
once you get into the interiors of this very claustrophobic movie, um, that 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 industrial shack that they're in um, becomes just as beautiful as that t- tundra with the with the gorgeous you know Malamute uh, yep. running across it. Yep. Um, like this guy's a visual artist. Yeah, and the way it, it totally suits the the tone of the film. Yeah. Like the paranoia, the yeah. claustrophobia. Yeah. The way he just is is shooting this, mm-hmm. it's right. It's totally complimenting the film yep not a wrong note. like without him doing this this movie would be totally different right um and it's everybody together though yeah too. it's not just him um and you and you like i i i know a lot of times we 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 just like like credit directors and screenwriters you know and rightly so for for like they're they're the authors of this film and and it's all them but i mean without without a great cinematographer um, yeah. to to uh to to give you these beautiful pictures i mean uh you don't really have a movie so yeah right dean cundy's awesome and um i gotta talk about uh the music done by Ennio morricone oh yeah i believe that's how you say it Ennio morricone yeah yeah, uh, yeah. uh fantastic mm-hmm. here too just suits the tone just like vop it's fantastic it's this it's it's very it's nothing almost the music in very this. Minimalist. it's just this kind of thum, thum, yeah. like this kind of bass <laughs> yeah, thumping yeah that that thumping uh, thing is great it, it's it gives you this sense that something's wrong and something's it's very slow yeah uh i i can't even really describe what it makes you feel something is wrong and something is and the thing that's wrong is something you can't control, um, yeah. and and it's going to it, it's going to end badly for you. Yeah. No matter what, even if you save the day. Yep. And then when when the thing is thinging out, uh, <laughs> it goes into these high pitched strings and yeah. stuff like this almost spidery crawl. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like stuff like that, and it totally is effective. I believe Ennio Mor- Morricone uh, like came from spaghetti westerns. Um, okay. He he had done he had done all like Sergio Leone's movies. I'm pretty sure he wrote the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly score. He, oh wow. Um, you know, which is of course that's iconic. Exactly. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Uh, we also have Bill Lancaster. I want to talk about. He did the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very very good. It's very smart. It's very logical. The characters' actions make sense. Yes. They they don't just run around and be stupid. No. You know, everybody does the right thing. Yep. You know, there's no going up the stairs in the horror movie when you should go out the front door. There's none of that. No, you're right. Even when they split up, they split up into teams. Yeah. You know, no one goes off, I'm going to go over here, you go over... No, they they, they know that they're in danger, so they they, they get together. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you're right. They, they They don't do stupid horror things. Um, I believe Bill Lancaster is Burt Lancaster's son also. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Um, and I- I'm glad you mentioned the screenplay because I was, I was like reminded when we, when I watched it again here, it doesn't have like, like memorable, uh, quotable lines except for the one that we did just yeah. a minute ago. And it's not a dialogue driven movie, so you don't really need like quotable stuff in it, but it, it just, it just gets all the right notes and the characters say exactly what they would probably say in this impossible situation. Yep. You know, like the, the actors, the actors know that they have good material and they're not overdoing it because the, the story is so good. Great script. And and getting into the cast there, like, mm-hmm. well, they're all spot on. Every one of them's good. Everyone's spot on. I and know. I'm going to tell you, my favorite right now, I mean, besides Kurt Russell, the lead, yeah. he's great as McCready. Yeah. But uh, Wilford Brimley is my favorite <laughs> in this. He plays Blair. Yeah. And he's a doctor, a scientist out there, yep. you know, and... He's kind of a matter-of-fact guy. Right. And he is kind of the first person to realize, all right, something's fucking wrong here. Sure is. And he's te- he tells everybody what this creature is, and he suspects um, the dog handler guy. forget his name. Uh, Clark. Clark. He's he played Richard Messour, yeah. And, uh, he's, and Blair ends up going a little wacko, and he starts destroying all their equipment. Yeah. And, the rest of the guys have to take him down, and they mm-hmm. lock him up in his shed. Right. And Brimley is just brilliant in this. <laughs> like, he looks like, when he's crazy, he looks like a crazy man. When he's just a, a doctor guy, he looks like a normal doctor guy. Yep. Like, he's delivering this performance with every bit of subtlety he needs to get across the proper emotion uh-huh. that he wants you to feel. Yes. <laughs> because he's also the movie's, he, he's the movie's only red herring. Um, well, I would say the, Clark is a red herring. Oh yeah, well you're right. Yeah, yeah Clark's kind of acting funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and he's murdered 
without having ever been turned. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. That's uh, a nice touch. Yeah, like it that. is. There's right. actually a murder committed because it, yes. of this. Correct, exactly. Yep. Right. And Childs tells him, you killed Clark for yeah, no reason. You right. Know? But I see what you're saying right. about, about Blair. Yeah, because I mean, when he's just going nuts and he's destroying all the equipment and they, mm-hmm. they find out that he that he took all the, you know, you want him locked up too. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, <laughs> this is uh, this is a horrible situation. You just made it worse. <laughs> yep. The, the I think the other great performance in the movie was, uh, was from Keith David. Yes. As Childs. Childs. Yeah. I, I love Keith David anyway, so to see him again as you know, all young like this too, um, yeah. was was great again. <laughs> and I loved his scenes when McCready like has the has the idea of like taking blood samples from everybody right, and right. put them in the little petri dishes. Yeah. Um just watching him tied up there, like all tense, you know, yeah. not knowing if he's the one yet and and hoping he's not, and then when he actually is, it's revealed that he's not, him like Untie me! Untie you, me now! Ex- Get me away from exa- him! Exactly! Get me away from this guy! Oh. He's sitting there next to, to Gary. Yes. Because Gary's the last one. Gary's they the need last to one. Test. Exactly. So he's like, Get me away from right. him! <laughs> exactly. And then it, it's kind of humorous a little bit, this scene. This scene is completely terrifying. Yeah. But then there is this, this brief little things of humor at the end here right. with, with him freaking right. out. And right. then it cuts basically to just Gary sitting there. Yes. And then they test Gary, and he's sitting there kind of like, I fucking knew I wasn't the thing. Yes. And he says something (laughs) along the lines of, I don't want to spend the rest of my fucking life yes. tied to this couch. Exactly. He says, and he, he, he says exactly what he says, but before he says, he says, gentlemen, I realize this is a tense situation. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very good. Right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and and the like the the only um like the, the only jump scares I remember from the movie were really good. Um, I can only think of really two. Well, that's the only guy. I, I only wrote down two. Okay. Uh, the, the the one was in this scene with the petri dishes. It's when okay. uh, yeah, McCready, that would count. yeah, like when he the the first sample that he uh, that he you know like pricks with the uh, yeah. with, with the little you know uh, he uh, heats up a little there. piece of wire and exactly it to yeah the blood makes to, a fuse yeah and the blood you know like the blood reacts you know like, yeah, it like, and, like bursts out exactly and and i mean i i had seen this movie a couple times and i was like oh you know like Th- that's I, one of the most memorable things for me from this film right like, that like the way they divert your attention yeah. from that yeah like it's unbelievable because they've done it they've done like four guys already yeah and you're like okay is what how is this gonna like how is this all gonna shake out you yeah. know and is then it's just gonna work right like, right yep. and then it happens and then like you, you're you're all you're all keyed up and scared from that blood sample coming to life and then they put the camera on i guess it's parker is the guy's name parker yeah is the guy I'm thinking yeah of, yes. and he is thinging out oh man his head opens up yes like a treasure chest yes he, he reminds me of this enemy from Dark Souls called the Mimic. Okay. Uh, if anyone plays that game, it's like a Mimic. Okay. Big teeth opens up, his head opens up with teeth. Right. And he grabs, ch- not Childs, he grabs windows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and starts devouring him. starts chung- chopping on right, him. Right, right, right. Oh my God. Right. The guy who we thought was Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom Waits. Right. Off air, I thought he was Tom Waits, the singer. <laughs> When I saw the when I saw the, when I started, put the movie in, I was watching the credits and it was like Thomas Waits. Tom Waits isn't in this movie. And then I was like, oh, it's spelled differently. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the other jump scare. What's what do you got? You um, said there's another one. Yeah, and it's I guess it's not technically a jump scare, but when when it's it's after uh, Nalls and McCready and Childs are like are like and Gary I guess are like or it's yeah I guess it's Gary Nalls and McCready. Are you talking about in the basement? Yes. And oh they're, yeah. They're yeah, rigging yeah. the place to to like destroy it, and then Blair. Blair is the thing. Yes. It turns out. Yes, and he just he just emerges from the corner. Yeah, it's quite terrifying because right. Nalls just walks right around the corner. Exactly, and then he comes right behind him. Yep. Oh no, he doesn't get Nalls. He gets Gary. He gets Gary. Nalls just disappears. Yeah. Uh, Gary gets killed i thought this was a brilliant part of the screenplay here mm-hmm. he gets killed by basically having you know his, a hand shoved over his mouth yes yes which prevents him from screaming you're right screaming you're right it's a great touch it is totally you're like, right yeah like that's what i would do <laughs> and if he, i was the thing Wilford sure brimley's shoving his hand into the flesh yes of his face yes and and after it cuts to that, it shows like McGreedy or whoever. And then it cuts back to the aftermath, and you can see him dragging the body away. Mm-hmm. But his arm has been fused to his face, 
and he's just dragging yeah, the corpse. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's that's pretty sick. I know. Oh, it, oh my god. Yeah, awesome, awesome effect. It is awesome and a nice touch. Right, <laughs> and and that was a legitimate like freakout moment when like Wilford Brimley just comes around the corner and there's just that that one note on the soundtrack just yep. like bing. Boom. Right. And, yeah. Oh man, you know, and it's just Wilford Brimley staring at somebody, and it's totally without a mustache. Ex- without. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Without his trademark. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, this is young Wilford Brimley, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Age 49. He is... Is he... He ages like 40 years between this and I Cocoon. Could, God. I mean, it's so... That, okay. In this movie, he's nine years older than I am? I guess <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. In Cocoon, he's, he's with like Donna Michu, who's like 75, <laughs> and they're playing the same age. Uh, it's so messed up. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that guy was never young. Um, jeez. Um, the ending here. Uh, everyone's probably seen this movie, but like Blair blow. They blow. McGreedy blows up Blair with dynamite. Right. And uh, after he things out, you know, mm-hmm. it's one thing. Like it just kind of things out. Like, yeah. You think yeah. it would be a little quicker, or like do something else, or like uh huh, try to get away. I don't right, know. Like right. It's really slow and just things out. Yeah. Whenever it's. Whenever it's discovered, it just things out. It does, and it, just, it, and it takes a long time to yeah, thing out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why not? You just don't thing out. You know, right? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Just go on about your business. And... But then we wouldn't have a scary movie. You're right. Here. Right. But, right. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, McGreedy turns out to be the last one alive, or is he? Childs walks up. Yep. Alive, and we don't know what's happening with Childs. Right. And. The ending here is just great. Like, I have already mentioned it before. Like, I like bleak endings. Yep. This is a bleak ending as you could get. This was a Charbonneau. This is a definite Charbonneau <laughs> ending here. They, they're just both there. They think that each other might be the thing. Uh-huh. And uh, they decide, let's just wait here a while. You yeah. know, the, the base is gone. Yeah. The, it's burning fire. Once those flames go out, they're going to they're gonna freeze to there. death in right. five minutes. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So they just, they're just sitting there. That's right. the end of the movie, right. man. The first time I saw it, the credits came up, and I I was young, so I didn't I didn't quite appreciate it as much as I do now. Um, like you said, the uh, the idea that they are just tired of being paranoid, regardless if one of them's the thing or not. Right. Um, they're they're kind of tired of fighting, and they're just going to have this moment of we're going to freeze to death in another two hours or so. Right. Um, so let's just share this scotch, and if Keith David is the thing, then he is. Right. Uh, Kurt Russell will deal with it, and then he'll die. And I, I, I love it. I, it's, it's that, that and is it, really effective. And it doesn't lead you to believe that Kurt Russell is a, a thing. Right. But he could be mm-hmm. like, yeah. you really don't know. Yep. One, if I think he does say something along the lines of, well, if either one of us was that thing, what would stop us from attacking each other? That's true. Which is true. Right. But you know, who right. knows? They had already mentioned that the thing's just trying to hide out and freeze and then get rescued because yeah. it's been frozen for a hundred thousand years already. Right. It's still alive. What's right. gonna you know, right. another year. Yeah. You know? That's it's, scary. It's great. Yeah, that, it's quite terrifying. <laughs> Keith really David scary. could be one. I mean exactly. who knows? Right. Man? Right. It's right. great. <laughs> I freaking love it. This is such a great movie. <laughs> this this is definitely one of my favorite horror mm-hmm. or sci fi films ever. Like yep. it's in my top five at least. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what what are my other favorite like scary movies? They're all movies where it's a small group of people in a claustrophobic environment. Yep, that's right. almost all of them. I know. So maybe that's why we picked all these movies. (laughs) I'm not saying they're all my favorite movies. Right. These aren't in my top. This one is, but the rest of them we did in October aren't in my top. It's, it's, I guess, the most, um, I guess, universal universal way of scaring you. Yeah. Is to to trap you um, in a... Because I... And I remember... Okay, this is weird, but like... I remember one time when I... I I did acid with somebody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, and it was the first time I'd ever done it. And I got paranoid about the dude I was with. Uh-huh. And it was the plot of the thing happened to me that <laughs> night. Oh, my God. I mean, I just, like, we, we, we like, look, I be, once you get it in your head that, like, that that, uh, that somebody's trying to, to mess with you or whatever, uh-huh. and you're, you're under the influence of something, you know, that the 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 seed is planted it's just there so like i remember i looked at him and he looked at me and like that that thing of him looking at me and then looking away it just like it was a freeze frame of that in my head forever and i remember like being and i was so so scared throughout the rest of like the next three hours of like there being this big brawl man you know um and me not being ready for it or whatever and it was all in my head of course but but you don't know that so like when you are trapped with people um, and, and you don't know their motives. I mean, 
that that's why any yeah. kind of apocalyptic situation is so fr- fr- you know, scary for me. The yeah. idea of like being in The Walking Dead. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, well, the zombies aren't the scariest no, thing about that. No, world. of course not. It's it's the humans who are left and who are just lawless and will 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 act on every instinct that they've that they've uh, like shoved down for for their whole lives. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's people are the scariest yeah. thing. Uh, one thing I want to mention before we end it here, I played the. Xbox video game, The Thing, uh, oh. back... Jeez, oh, that game probably came out like 15 years ago now. Okay. But this game is quite interesting. It picks up where the movie left off. You're on the rescue chopper. Oh. You come in. Okay. And what I thought was the coolest thing is you you're, you land in the first level. You're kind of going into the base, exploring it. Uh-huh. You find McCready and Child's bodies. Wow. Frozen there. Wow. I thought that was the coolest that thing, man. That is so cool. <laughs> I was like, I am in. And you, there was like a paranoia system in the game like oh. where your crew would start to kind of lose it, like a trust system. Okay. And you can like have them do things or not have them do things, and they would each individually trust you more or distrust you more. It was quite a game, man. Wow. That and it, it's awesome. basically a third-person shooter, you know, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. shoot and stuff, but it was quite interesting. Worst final boss ever, though. Like, it oh, was okay. so, so weak dick. <laughs> it was the worst. So was easy. It, was it a thing? It was a thing. Uh-huh. You're in a helicopter. It's, it's a cool concept, but it was so easy. Yeah. You're in a helicopter trying to escape, because the thing is basically under the base, and it's huge. Yes. And these three giant tentacles are coming out, trying to swat the helicopter. Oh. And you basically shoot, like, fuel tanks and blow up the tentacles. Wow. It was quite easy, but yeah. a good sequence, but uh, okay, very, well, yeah. very simple. Yeah, sounds like you're battling the Sarlacc It's a or great something. game. I got it right over there, actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they were kind of Sarlaccian right. in nature. <laughs> I do want to mention one other thing. That is the, the guy that plays Nalls, um, yeah. his name is T.K. Carter. Um, and this is I'm gonna dedicate this to my brother and my sister um, they, they are familiar with TK Carter because he played Mr. Belding's assistant on the original like it was the prequel to Saved by the Bell it was called Good Morning Miss Bliss it was okay. Haley Mills um, <laughs> it was like Zach Screech and Lisa are are in us are in junior high and uh, like this was supposed to be the show like they, did this happen before or after Saved by the Bell? This happened... Uh, the thing was... Pre, uh, the th- no, no. Did this show happen before? This this show happened before Saved by the oh, Bell. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it was uh, It was what the original show was supposed to be. It was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Haley Mills was played Miss Bliss. Okay. And this was on the Disney Channel. Um, and it took place in Indianapolis. But NBC bought it, retooled it, got rid of Haley Mills, brought in some other kids, and... It now was in California, and right. they were in high school. Um, but yeah, T. Kick Nalls is in the show as Mr. <laughs> Belding's assistant, okay. and he's also the custodian. And uh, it, it's it's pretty great. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. So he's uh, had quite a career. <laughs> yes, yes. No Dustin Diamond though. No, he's not <laughs> Dustin Diamond, and you know he shouldn't aspire. <laughs> No, it should aspire to be Justin Diamond. <laughs> and there was one other thing I wrote down that I wanted to get to. It's the, like, I, I, I said something. It was the only bad effect in the thing. Okay. But I it's not even an effect. About. It's Wilford Brimley's hand model, or hand double, I should say. When? Uh, when he is, like, explaining what the thing is. He goes to his computer to, like, you know, get oh, something up. Uh-huh. And they flash to hands typing on the computer that are definitely not Wilford Brimley's <laughs> okay. hands. I didn't notice. Yes. I, I noticed it, and I was like, uh, it was almost like like footage from another movie. I, I don't know <laughs> if it was, like, stock footage they had of, like, just hands on a computer, uh-huh. but it was uh, it was noticeable, and I thought, okay, well, that that's pretty cool. So, I never noticed that. Yes. All right. Yes. Screw you, the thing. <laughs> exactly. Stupid... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, as amateur movie. I take back everything I've said. <laughs> um, okay, so let's wrap it up now. Um, Dave, would you recommend this movie? I think it's quite obvious. Yeah, I, sh- I sure would. Everyone should see the yeah. thing. This is a classic movie. Everyone should see this movie. Mm-hmm. And just real quick, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, this is a remake yeah. of when the 50s? Yeah, 1950s. 50s? Um, the what was it? it was called the the, the, the thing, thing from outer the space. thing from outer space and it yep. was like a plant based monster which is very different from this yeah uh, which apparently that film was very different from the source material like yeah. this one's way more truer 
the it's a short story called Who Goes There by John W. Campbell uh-huh. from 1938. Just had to get that out here, right? Because uh, this is a great film. Yes, and you need to know where it came from. I'm gonna pick up this story and read it and see what I think. Oh, I yeah. never saw the remake. Uh, 2011 remake of this. Have you seen that? I have not seen that either. I was not going to see it. What so. I, I I can't remember. I, I I had heard tell that it was a prequel. Oh, is that I don't true? Know. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'll to check. Maybe it out. Maybe we should check it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would recommend this movie. This is a great film. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we can recommend all of John Carpenter's movies. Really. I if love you're John Carpenter. Fan, yeah. Man. Just just check them all out. And Dean Cundey shot a lot of them too. Man. So uh, Halloween was Dean Cundy. Um and he was also working with Robert Zemeckis. He shot Back to the yeah, Future. Yeah, Back to the Future. Um I believe he was working with Spielberg too on some of the Jurassic Parks. He probably uh, did. So yeah. This this guy's an artist. Yep. He also shot Roadhouse. Oh, you can't go. So with holy that. shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um if you liked what you heard, please like our show on Facebook and Twitter. Like it on iTunes whatever that's called nowadays, subscribing. <laughs> We're on uh, Stitcher Radio. I kind of lost my notes here, so I'm just winging it, folks. You know what to do. Right. Like it, share it, subscribe it, marry it, you know, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> do whatever you like, yeah. right? Dave, you tell them about our email address. You got it. You can, you can also make love to us on, on email. It's uh, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Just look for us there. And you can, and as far as like Facebook and Twitter, just, just search Dudes on Movies. Yeah. You'll find us. Dudes on Movies. You yep. can't go wrong. Exactly. It's a um, pretty easy search term. When we first came up the concept, uh, someone told me it sounds kind of like porno. Yeah. And I said, well, cool. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, I, I really... I kind of like the play on words thing. Me too. You know, and like... I was going to propose that we'd, we'd be dudes on film, even. Yeah. So that would be even more porny. Dudes on film. So that would be, you know, like... Dudes people... on celluloid. Exactly. <laughs> it would just, like, bring us this whole audience that we didn't have before. Dudes on tape. <laughs> <laughs> dudes on tape might be the one. <laughs> All right. So look for that show soon. <laughs> but um, thank you for listening, folks. Um, next month is november this horror month is over with so we're getting back to just nice wholesome films like 1980s cruising yeah <laughs> so stick around thanks for listening we'll see you next time <laughs>